Good evening all. I want to welcome all of you to today's review. Today we'll be reviewing the book How to Pray Effectively by Christ Oyakilome. And we'll be reviewing the following content. We'll be reviewing uh, chapter 1 to 5. We're looking at the introduction. We look at chapter one, the prayer of faith. We look at chapter two, know your part. We look at chapter three, the prayer of petition. Chapter four, the prayer of petition. And then chapter five, praying with the spirit. Now, we are going to look at what it means according to the writer what it means to pray or what is prayer and prayer is communicating with the Lord prayer is communicating with the Lord now according to the writer the the purpose of prayer determines the modality or the relevant details that is needed for communication to be very effective. The writer went further to talk about why, why is it that we pray? And he noted that prayer is a very important part of our lives as believers and that it is a privilege and an honor for us to pray and that the people or the persons we are fellowshipping with it's not just they are not just men we are fellowshipping with the father the son and the holy ghost through prayer and he noted that prayer is very vital because it connects us to God's vision, God's idea, and the leading of God in order for us to be able to change our world. He also noted that prayer makes available to us great power, tremendous power, in order for us to be able to bring change, great change in our favor. It could be in our personal life, it could be in the life of our family members, it could be in our place of work, it could be even in the society at large. And the Bible also told us in the book of First Thessalonians 5.17 that we should pray without ceasing. Now we are going to look at chapter 1. In chapter 1, the first chapter there talks about the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Now faith is the center of our existence as believers. In fact, without faith, we would not be children of God. 
because even our salvation is as a result of our faith our belief it is faith that brings us salvation and our walking with God is also by faith and now there is the, the text the basic uh, text for this uh, scripture for this particular chapter sorry is Mark 11 22 to 24 now the writer noted that the prayer of faith involves making requests to God speaking to circumstances in order to make them conform to our desires without doubt in our hearts it won't further to tell us what are the vital or the fundamental for this prayer of faith and we look into that scripture mark chapter 11 verse 22 to 23 where jesus was telling the apostles that they should trust god they should believe in god and that if anyone whosoever will say to this mountain move from this place and go into the sea and believe in his heart he will receive as such and that when we pray we should pray with the mind that we have received so based on this scripture the writer noted there that in that particular scripture the word believe is emphasized today so believing is a fundamental requirement for having our desire met in the prayer of faith he noted that and he also he noted a very crucial a very important point that anybody can believe anybody at all can believe and this is seen in the book of James 19 to 20 James 2 is 19 to 20 where the scripture says there that yes that you believe that God is one which is good he said the devil also believes and he trembles he trembles he believes that God is almighty and this causes him to do what to tremble and that our faith without work is what is dead so the emphasis there that even Satan has a response to the belief that God is almighty he said what differentiates us from believers unbelievers what differentiates us as children of god from unbelievers is our faith that is put in action is our faith that is put into works that differentiates us from unbelievers or the belief that people generally have now we went for that to look to talk about the principles of the prayer of faith what are the principles behind this particular kind of prayer 
there he said that one of them is that there must be a specific desire and we can see this from the scripture the mark 11 22 to 23 that's specifically 23 mark chapter 11 verse 23 we'll see it there where jesus emphasized that this mountain there was not it was not any mountain it was specifically this mountain so he noted that our request in the, in our prayer of it must be what must be specific we must make it very specific then also he noted that we, we must it's not it's, it, we shouldn't use vague words it has to be very clear it has to be very clear what we are requesting for or what we are believing God for has to be very clear it has to be very specific then two another principle behind this prayer of faith in order for us to get to receive to have our desire being met is to see the unseen and here is specified that we should be able to visualize we should be able to visualize what we desire we should be able to see it very clearly how do we see it with our eyes or feet he noted that we must know that there is a difference between being optimistic. When he says see the unseen, it's not being optimistic and saying that it will happen. I know say it will happen. I know it will surely come to pass. That's not the case here. But we are seeing the way God sees that situation. We speak of physical things, the non-existent things that we have as a desire. We speak of them as though they are already existing. They are already there. We see them as already there. Then he talked about use your evidence. That's number three. He noted that it is very crucial that the prayer of faith requires us to use the evidence we have gotten. The evidence we have gotten. But the challenge is that how do we recognize this evidence to be able to use it? We need to recognize it, the evidence, for us to be able before we can use it. He noted that the evidence could be, might be a word that is released, a prophetic word released into our spirits by the Holy Spirit. It could even be a song that brings a note of victory to our spirits that we mustn't let it go. We must hold on to it tightly we must see it as our evidence of victory we must meditate on that word 
we must declare it boldly. We must be bold to tell others about it. That is a confidence. That's the evidence that we have. Then four, he said, don't doubt after you have prayed. Very, very important. He said it's very important that we shouldn't doubt our prayers, our prayer of faith. He noted that by the time we keep repeating the prayer, it is that that makes us to repeat our prayer. You have prayed concerning that particular thing today. When it comes to the case of prayer of faith, specifically the prayer of faith, you have prayed concerning it. You repeat it again. You repeat it again. He likened it to a farmer who sows a seed and uproots it the next day. And then plant again and uproot it again. And then plant again and uproot it again. And even no matter how intense or how deep his desire is to harvest, he can never have what? An harvest. So it is very crucial, very important that when we pray, that shouldn't come in. And he talked about the doubt that comes from our cultural beliefs. That is a doubt that comes from our mind. He also, t- he also talked about the one that comes from our heart, from our spirit. And he noted there that it is very important that the doubt that comes from our spirit, from our mind, that will bring them under control. And how do we do that? We must hold on to the word of God. We must hold on to the word of God concerning that particular case as it pertains to the to our particular case. Then we will see that our conviction will overpower the doubt that rises from our mind. Then it talks about the doubt that comes from the spirit. From, the, from our spirit. And he said, the reason why we doubt in our spirit is when our faith is weak. When we haven't put our faith to test, when we haven't put our, our, our faith to work, and how do we overcome that is by exercising our faith. When we keep exercising our faith, we see that we begin to grow a very strong spirit our faith becomes strong then he talked about number five what you say is what you get and that has to do with confessing the word of god confessing god's word as it pertains to our particular situation constantly speaking in agreement with the word of god concerning the issue at hand that we are dealing with we must search the word. We must pray and have a conviction of what God is saying as containing that word, that situation or that particular issue. And that is what we hold and we keep confessing it. Chapter 2. Know your path. Chapter 2 talks about knowing your path and the writer emphasizes here that it is not enough for us you know to follow all the principles 
It is not enough that we have specified our desires. We have been able to see, to visualize with our eyes of faith. We have been able to declare using our evidence, the substance of our faith. It is not enough that we do not doubt. It is not enough that we have confessed in line with God's word. But there is a role that we are expected to play. We have our part. We have a role to play as regards the prayer of faith. And he said that for one to be able to know one's role as regards to this prayer of faith, one has to be very sensitive. You have to be alert in the spirit. You have to allow the Holy Spirit lead you. The Holy Spirit has to be the one leading us. It's only when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, the divine instruction given by the Holy Spirit, we follow to the end. Then we will see God giving us victory. Then we will receive our victory. And this has to do with hearing specifically from God. Through fellowship, as we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, having followed all these principles, having have gotten our evidence, having taken doubt completely out of it, we have to now fellowship with the Holy Spirit to now know how we can possess that which has been released unto us. Then chapter 3, it talks about the prayer of petition. The prayer of petition. He said the prayer of petition is an earnest request that is accompanied with a great deal of intensity. A great deal of intensity. An intense prayer. A prayer that is earnest, heartfelt, is emotionally packed. It flows, it's, it's, it's an intense prayer, a continuous prayer. As I was going through this space, I remembered something that happened to me some years back. When I nearly gave my life to, to Christ, I had a terrible accident. I was coming from one night and I was attacked. Somebody almost stabbed me to death. And God delivered me that night. And I was not consumed with fear as a result of that incident. I could not sleep in the night. If I hear a, a, a little sound in the night, I begin to tremble. I was afraid to even use the restroom in the night. It was as if I was in bondage, as the Bible says, I was tormented by the spirit of fear. It was going on, it was on, it was there. It was just there for months. Then at the, when a particular day came, I couldn't, you know, curtail it anymore. I had to go down on my knees to pray. 
I've been praying about it, but I've never prayed a prayer that is as intense as the prayer I prayed that night. I was praying, I was weeping. I was so involved in that prayer. It was as if my heart was breaking, my heart was aching. That the Holy Spirit was even dropping a word in my heart. I even lost sight of the fact that I was praying to receive from God. But the Holy Spirit, God was so patient with me that He was impressing the scripture in my heart, Psalm 23, 27. He was impressing it in my heart. He was impressing it in my heart. After crying for and praying for hours, when I eventually came to my senses, I opened the Bible and behold, God was addressing my situation through that scripture. So, that prayer, the prayer of petition, is a prayer that, that is very intense. Is very intense. It is specific in purpose with a zeal and fervency marked by a deep feeling of conviction. And the writer noted there that the prayer of, of, of petition is a continuous prayer. Is a prayer that we keep praying, we keep praying until we see the required change. If, why, when do we pray this kind of prayer? We pray the prayer of petition in a situation that is beyond our personal control. Circumstances and situations that is beyond us. That is when we pray the prayer of petition. And he also noted that we must bring God to the remembrance of his word when we are praying this prayer of petitions we must bring god the remembrance of his word we must refuse to quit to give up until we get a note of victory we must keep praying now we move on to chapter 5 which is the last the last chapter we'll be handling today praying with the Spirit. Praying with the Spirit. Which means praying in tongues. Praying in tongues. The writer noted that there are so many benefits in praying with tongues, which so many believers are ignorant of. And because of that, those who cannot pray in tongues has no desire for this, for, for this gift. Some of them even undermined the gift of praying in tongues. The writer brings to our notice some importance of speaking in tongues. He said praying in tongues refreshes and revives us. When we pray in tongues, we are refreshed. We are revived. He noted the scripture in Isaiah 28, 11-12. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet 
they were they would not hear so that speaking in an unknown tongues even the book of first corinthians 14 4 tells us that he that speaketh in an unknown tongues edifieth himself in other words when we speak this language when we speak this heavenly language our spirit is charged we are built up we are refreshed we are revived so that is one benefit of praying or speaking in tongues then he said the number two it brings forth the leading of the holy spirit now when we pray in tongues the holy spirit leads us it drops an idea drops a leading in our spirit as the book of Romans 8:14 says, for as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So when we speak in tongues, the Holy Spirit leads us. We are led by the Holy Spirit. Then three, he said, it provides us with heaven's vocabulary. I remember one day we were doing devotion in my house. I was reading a particular scripture. And in that scripture, two English words that means the same thing was used together. And I remember my husband saying, if it is in English, you'll say this is tautology. Now, it is exactly an explanation of what speaking in tongues does for us. Our vocabulary, our English vocabulary, even if you want to, to combine all the vocabulary of all the languages in the world, it will not be enough for us to express ourselves to God. So, speaking in tongues helps us to do what? To express, to speak in a language that expresses ourselves effectively to God. And four, it brings helps to reveal the will of God. It brings help to reveal helps us to reveal the will of God praying in tongue helps reveal the will of God and then the writer then noted the scripture John 16 verse 13 when he the spirit of truth is come he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself but whatsoever he shall hear that shall he speak and he will show you things to come. So when we pray in the Spirit, our mind grabs the meaning of the entrances we make by the Holy Spirit brings us interpretation, the interpretation to our understanding. So we see that the Holy Spirit interprets it as we speak in tongues. It gives us, it reveals the mind of God, the will of God unto us. And then, number five, it helps us to bring forth God's idea. It helps us to bring forth God's idea when we pray in tongues 
when we are praying in tongues, it helps us to bring forth God's idea. So we see that it could be in our job, it could be in our family, it could be even in our academics, it could be in any facets of our life where we are having, we are confused, you know, we are at a crossroad, a junction where we are unable to make a particular decision. When we pray in tongues, we will see the Holy Spirit dropping, giving us direction, dropping into our spirit the way forward. Finally, number six, it gets you in the flow and maintain the glow. It gets you in the flow and maintain the glow. The scriptural reference here is in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8, where Jesus says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So, when we pray in tongues, we are filled with the Holy Ghost. And then we will be able to maintain our spiritual glow. When we are filled with the Holy Ghost, as we pray in tongues, we'll be able to maintain our spiritual glow. We'll draw the cutting here today. I pray that all we have gone through this evening, the Lord will give us understanding and we'll begin to put them into practice and see this truth work wonders in our lives in Jesus name remain blessed I thank you for your time this evening the Lord will bless you richly for making our time to join us for this review you can drop any questions you have contributions you have on the platform thank you once again and stay blessed